Hello, and welcome to the Arts of Language podcast with Andrew Poudois, founder of the Institute for Excellence in Writing, or as many like to say, IEW. My name is Julie Walker, and I'm honored to serve Andrew and IEW as the Director of Marketing. Our goal here is to equip teachers and teaching parents with methods and materials which will aid them in training their students to become confident and competent communicators and thinkers. So today, Andrew, we have a guest in our studio, as you can see, but our listeners can't see. We have Christy Clover, who came all the way from San Diego to Oklahoma to be with us. Yes, not specifically only to make this podcast, but to be with our whole team. And it's been a delight. I learned a few things about Christy. Uh, and uh, she is a tremendously joyful person. Yes, she is. Which is good, because her whole theme is simply joyful. Yes, she has a book, Sanity Savers for Mom, Simple Solutions for a More Joy-Filled Life by Christy Clover. And that has a nice alliterative element. So she must be a literary writer type of girl, too. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So how did the two of you first meet? Well, I don't know if it's embarrassing to tell the story. Go ahead. But uh, I was at a conference. I think we think it was Nashville. I think it was Nashville. And I was talking to someone near my booth or near someone's booth where I was standing. I was saying, oh, she's a great lady. She's really energetic and joyful and enthusiastic. And she's pretty. And she's got five children. And you just love her. And Christy turns to me and says, are you talking about me? And I wasn't, but <laughs> she said, maybe, who, who are you? And so uh, I got to chat with her a little bit and discovered that she was a, a fan of IEW products and, and has had kids do various things from the PAL to the writing program and uh, used that and that she was kind of new to the conference speaking circuit. And I immediately felt a kinship. And I thought, okay, here's a person that we should get to know a little bit better. Uh, I listened to one of her conference talks uh, recorded. And oh, I you thought, did? Yeah, yeah. I didn't well, know that. I wasn't going to invite you here without <laughs> you know, vetting you to be sure it was going to be good. But I think that your message is so valuable today. And you know, we get bogged down. As you were speaking about last night and I've sp- spoken about, we get bogged down in curriculum and we get bogged down in the academics and the, especially if you have several children. You, I have seven. You have five, so I win. But you're <laughs> you're still younger. Who knows? Um, I've got time. <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, you know, we get bogged down in the busyness and the, the stress. And don't we all need that constant reminder, to just let it go, don't attach to the stress, do what we can, and have faith. I mean, that that's kind of your message. Oh, yeah. No, and I, I feel like there's so many different things that moms, especially homeschool moms, get just sucked into, and it can steal their joy. And there's so many things that seem simple that people just aren't doing. So from just stopping and taking a breath to – you know, looking at what you're, what are you prioritizing in your life and what can you get rid of and, you know, what are you allowing to really zap your energy? And so it's, it's, it's kind of a message I'm pretty passionate about and just making sure that 
moms realize that you don't have to be crazy busy and do every single curriculum at one time, that you can take a breath and just enjoy the journey as well. Last night you were speaking at our banquet Mm -hmm. and you um, unpacked a little biblical metaphor uh, about how joy is the fruit of the Spirit, one of the fruits of the Spirit. And so you have this this plant and the fruit, and then there's things that can suck the life out of the fruit. I have personally observed my wife at serious battle with squash bugs (laughs) and other parasites and things that just eat away at that at the fruit that you're trying to cultivate, whether it's a real garden or the metaphorical garden of your children's, you know, your children's welfare and happiness and, and the home, the, the health of the home. And you mentioned a few of those potential squash bug-like creatures that <laughs> suck the life out of the fruit. What were some of those things you mentioned? Well, one big one I think of the homeschool community is comparison. We get trapped into looking at what other people's homeschools look like and not really focusing on your family. What are the dynamics within your family? Because when you are looking at someone else's family and maybe they're a different style of teaching and maybe your, their kids have a different style of learning, it's all different. It's you really can't do apples to apples because we're like a mixed fruit salad and everybody is going to be different. And so when we're comparing ourselves to others, we're either going to like, you know, say, I'm such a great homeschool mom. I'm so much better than that person. And pride leads to the fall. So I always warn people to be careful of that. Or you're going to walk away and be completely depressed because you're feeling like you're already a failure and you haven't even started. And so I really encourage people to be careful about when they're comparing themselves to others. The other big one is busyness. I always encourage homeschool families, especially new homeschool families, to not do anything other than just focus on homeschooling for their first several years of homeschooling because you really have to focus in on this new routine. What, you know, it's, it's, it's a total change of lifestyle. And so parents really need to just slow down and be careful of that. And even veteran homeschoolers, because it's really easy to say, okay, well, that might be fun and this is a great class. I had somebody earlier ask me about Awana. I loved the Awana program, but honestly, it, it's a great program, but it was not a great fit for our family after a few years because it was one more night, my kids were away from the house, and it was just one more thing. We were already doing Bible memory, so I really had to look at what were we going there for. And it's interesting how you can actually look at things that are really wonderful, but they're not the best fit for your family. And so I warn people a lot about busyness as well. So many people now are are coming into homeschooling out of other circumstances, mm-hmm. right? They they didn't say, my child is three, and we're going to homeschool all of them all the way through and start right. there. A lot of people come out and say, wow, I, you know, I, I'm taking the plunge. I got a seventh grader and a fifth grader and a second grader, and I don't know how I'm going to deal with all of this, but I know it's probably better than where we were. Um, So what I find is some people come out and they they say, okay, I've got to have a big pile of seventh grade stuff and a big pile of fifth grade stuff and a big pile of second grade stuff, and now I have to organize all this stuff, and of course it gets hugely overwhelming. Whereas what you just said made me think of the idea of unschooling but, but not the kind of unschooling where you never attend to the academics of the students, but where you take a period to 
uh, I guess the word would be de-school maybe, to, mm-hmm. to just decompress, to just get out of that, maybe take a little sabbatical and spend time just reading to your kids, um, going to museums or zoos, um, playing you know, in a relaxed environment, and then building up from there mm-hmm. and saying, okay, so now that we've got rid of the overwhelm, where should we start? And then I think you mentioned the importance of prioritizing. Yes. Yeah, I kind of have, because I'm Christy Clover, I kind of have this four-leaf approach to prioritizing. And so I call them my four Fs. And so my faith is my first priority, my faith, not necessarily busying myself with serving in the church, but my faith, my time with the Lord, my time reading the Bible, my time praying. And then the second is family. And that is my husband first. So for men, obviously your wives first, but my husband first, and then my kids. And then the third F is going to be friends. And I include the church body there. And then the last one is fellow man. And that really helps me when I'm looking at, we only have 24 hours. And I can't, I don't want to fill all 24 hours. And sometimes I feel like we're trying to take up all 24 hours and that's just not healthy. We've got to slow down. But it does help me to really scale back and start making those priorities and seeing, you know, what is going to best benefit you know, my family, what's going to best benefit even my church body. But sometimes there's seasons in lives where we've had to say no to serving in some areas and and no to outreach programs because we had things happening in our family that were taking a bigger priority. And I think for homeschool families, oftentimes they flip everything around and they make their homeschool first priority and then their kids and then their spouse and then their Lord. And that is what really breaks my heart. But I think that's also what is causing this complete exhaustion in a lot of homeschool families. Just just to not be too challenging of your beautiful comparison there, I always imagine the four-leaf clover is your exception. Like normal clover is a three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're going for four. So... Either that means that you would have to be exceptional to handle these four, or perhaps by adopting the four the four priorities, you become fortunate. Oh, I like that. <laughs> you can steal it. You don't I, even have I to give me to. a present. But I, I was thinking about that. You know, we always say, oh, the four-leaf clover. That's the special thing. Mm. Um, so in your, uh, in your typical life, well, does anyone have a typical life? I think... <laughs> Especially as you've described to me some of your current circumstances, mm-hmm. um, there's probably very few typical days. But when it comes to, say, the academic portion, um, what what is the balance? How do you balance trying to deal with teaching a lot of kids at a lot of different levels and keeping everybody, you know, on task and not feeling overwhelmed by the need to do that? What What are some of your secrets or tricks or advices secrets well i tell you i love getting organized and that has been really the key for me and i actually have a homeschool organization course and it kind of started from i was desperate when i started homeschooling i remember thinking there's got to be something that i can do to get organized and to organize all of this stuff so i typed in to google homeschool organization and what popped up were pretty pictures of people's homeschool rooms and all of the shelves just beautiful. And that didn't help me at all because I had no idea how in the world to get from that 
to what I had or to get, you know, from what I had to that. And so it kind of started me on this journey. And one of the things I teach in the course is how to plan out your entire year. And it goes beyond just your typical teacher planner. It really gets into the nitty gritty. So if you're going to be using several different curriculums for several children, well, you need to have a game plan for that. And so I usually encourage all of my families who take my course to start with a crate. And what I do with the crate is I you plan out your year, you figure out how many weeks it's going to take you, you divide up your curriculum, and so you kind of do have a planner, you know, a course of study and things like that all set up. But then you're going to go the extra step because it's great. We go to these conventions and we get all this beautiful curriculum, but we don't always use it because sometimes we're just too busy and we can't get to it and we can't figure out how to implement it. So what the crate does is that you divide each week, each student has a little tab in that week. And so I can put all of my kindergartner's work in her little tab. I can put my third grader's work, my eighth grader's work, and my ninth grader's work in there. And so everybody knows what they're going to be doing. And what's helped me is that when I always get the, how do you homeschool your big kids when you have little kids? And so I still have a four-year-old who she has a tab in the crate, but it's not really filled. And normally <laughs> she'll go and look at it and I'll show her a bin that I'm going to put out for her. But it's been helpful because my older kids don't have to wait for me. They know where their work is. They can go get started on their work. And then I can start doing the individual teaching with especially my pre-readers because they're the ones that take the most energy and kind of helping them to get started. And I kind of check in with everybody and see where they're at and see where I need to jump in and what I need to be teaching. And that's, that's made the biggest difference for me to really feel like, wow, like we're actually accomplishing things. We're using all this beautiful curriculum that I purchased. And it's really, I think from a financial standpoint as well, it's been great because my husband is in the financial industry. And so, you know, it gets expensive sometimes when you're buying different curriculums. And so now he sees the value of we're using this. And, you know, and he sees the benefit in our kids as well. Well, and I think all the listeners listening, particularly maybe the dads, can immediately imagine uh, the shelves, mm -hmm. which then became the boxes, which then became the storage units full of unused <laughs> curriculum. And you know, that's one thing that I was sensitive to, uh, that I, I never wanted anyone to look at IEW stuff on the shelf and say, oh, I wish I never bought that, I've never used mm -hmm. it. So one of the decisions we made early on in, in IEW was that we would offer an unconditional 100% no time limit money back guarantee so that anyone ever looked at a book that we sold them or a video course and said I never used that I wish I hadn't bought it it was a waste of my my money just send it back and then that gives them a little bit of confidence too I think mm -hmm. um, but I'm curious uh, what when did you first come in contact with IEW and what attracted you to to our approaches? Oh, great question. Pretty much came into IEW when I started homeschooling. In fact, I first started when my kids were about four and three. We joined a group and we decided to try out this homeschooling thing. But the the group that we were a part of was fabulous. We had all these mentor moms. And of course, they're all saying, please don't start homeschooling your kids with all this curriculum that you bought for your four and three-year-old. <laughs> Take a break, wait until later, make it fun. And I didn't listen to them. I ended up, you know, messing with my head, and I chickened out and put my kids in public school for a year and eight weeks. Mm -hmm. And 
the, the nice thing was is that I had spent all this time researching homeschooling, so I felt very comfortable with the decisions that I made when we officially started homeschooling. And one was IEW, because everyone in our co-op was like, well, that's, that's what you do. You've got you to check out IEW, and like, you need to start with, you know, listen to Andrew's talks. Anytime Andrew speaks at a homeschool convention, you have to sit through his sessions. <laughs> and so I remember that. I remember sitting there and you know, listening and taking vigorous notes. I should, like, find some of my old notes and show you what I actually took notes that would be on. That would be interesting, It's sure. funny as I think I probably have them somewhere. Because <laughs> you're so organized. I so. am. <laughs> I actually have two files for homeschooling notes because I expanded. Right. So. right. But that is really the first time that I think I got into it. And so I started with the teaching, writing, structure, and style. And that really helped me. But one thing they didn't warn me about was don't sit down and try to watch the whole thing at one time. And so I started getting really overwhelmed and then ended up buying the student intensive <laughs> and let you start te teaching the kids. And that was really great because then I learned the hard way, watch the unit with you teaching me, let the kids watch the unit with you teaching them. And then we all moved on to the next one. And that was really helpful. And then we joined a co-op where we just we went along with whatever they were teaching, and it was always IEW. So that's really been our experience. And then I started implementing different things, like when I had my um, now nine-year-old, I tried out the PAL system, and I've used Fixed It Grammar, and man, oh, man, do I love your phonetic zoo because it's something <laughs> that my kids can – I feel like it really does approach spelling in a neat way. And so I, I, I'm a big fan. <laughs> well, that's neat. I do believe that a lot of people – think that everyone else must be organized. Everyone else must kind of know what they're doing. I'm just the one who's secretly disorganized and confused. And that's not really true, is it? I mean, every I guess there's a spectrum of organization. And on one end is perfect. And on the other end is dead. <laughs> you know, and everyone's somewhere in between. And so part of your ministry is to help people move, uh, you know, from wherever they are in terms of being organized to the next. So you've got your course. Mm -hmm. This is a course people can watch online or by DVD? Yes. So we have a digital version, and then we have the DVD version. Uh, about how long really is that course in terms of— That's a great question. I added that up at one point. It's over two hours of content. Okay. And I break it into 15 different videos. And oh. so some of them are longer than others. Some of them are shorter. I do some frequently asked questions. I recently updated it to add the, the mini lesson idea. Yeah. So it's it's very different than my course, which is like 12 hours of. Yes. No, not like that at <laughs> <Yeah>. all. <laughs> and then you uh, offer to help people individually as well if they I do would like to talk to you. Yeah, I do Facebook Live on Fridays, and I do that at 12 o'clock noon Pacific time on my Facebook page, and that's a great time for people to come and ask questions if they want just to ask quick questions. It's usually pretty fast-paced, but then I also offer the consultations, and then I recently have a new book that came out called Homeschool Basics, which we're really excited about, and I co-wrote that with Trisha Goyer, and that is how to get started, keep motivated, and bring out the best in your kids. Great. And all that is available at christyclover.com. christyclover.com. With a K. With a K and an I. That's right. And an I. Mm -hmm. there, there's a million ways to spell it. <laughs> you know, I, I um, was talking with one of our online instructors who was talking about her daughter who went off to college. 
And she said more than just the writing skills that she took, which helped her so tremendously, and uh, without being too proud, the mom said, and she graduated the university with a 4.0, um, very sweetly. Uh, she said, but more than just the writing and communication, there was the, the system, the checklists, mm -hmm. that caused her to approach things in a disciplined, organized, logical way. And I would guess that when a child has the benefit of growing up with systems or homes that have that kind of organization, they internalize it. And then they carry that into their college life. They carry it into their professional life. They carry it into their family life. So I'm, I'm sure you would agree. Um, and, and you're still too young to have too many people who've known you yeah, for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I saw you and you said you're a ninth grader, I thought, well, I didn't think you could marry at 14. But, <laughs> uh, but uh I think you will probably be gratified over the years to have people come and say, wow, we, you helped us get organized 10 years ago, and now my kids are grateful about knowing systems of organization. Do you have any plans for like a course for teenagers, like how to, especially for teenager girls, how to clean your room properly? <laughs> I might. Actually, I have one little tiny YouTube video that shows my daughter when she was four years old hanging up her own clothes. <laughs> and so I, I do tell my friends that have teenage daughters, if my four-year-old can do it, yours can too. <laughs> right. Yeah, but there's, a, there's somewhat of a decline in motivation between four yes. and 14. <laughs> Absolutely. No, actually, my next project is going to be putting together a home organization course. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to be kicking off my meal planning course first, which you know, a teenager eventually will need to know how to plan a meal, even if it's just for herself or himself. But it is directed at just homes, and it's for moms. And it's it's what I love about the way that I help people get organized is that I'm not going to tell them, you have to do this and this and this. I'm really helping them to prioritize things even in their home and simplifying it. Because my definition of organization doesn't mean it's perfect. It means you can have mess. You just have systems that you can pull it together when you need to. So it's not complete chaos all the time. But when you have a lot of kids, you have a lot of moving parts. And so things tend to ha grow legs and move. And so that's what I try to help with is teaching your kids even to know where things should go. That's so, awesome. So Christy, you have a book, Sanity Savers for Moms. And is this for the homeschool mom? It's for moms. For it's moms. For okay, great. Mom. And then you said you have a new book coming out. Well, we have Homeschool Basics, which is out already. And then we oh. have the home organization course that's out. It's the homeschool. It's the home organization courses that are the new releases oh, coming. That's so coming. So that's we've got a little that we've got a little timeline here. And some of these things our listeners can get free on your website, Christy. Mm -hmm with a K and an I, christyclover.com. And of course, we'll put links in our show notes for this. But you have the ultimate homeschool organization course, which is a completely virtual course, meaning you can download the PDF that goes mm -hmm. with it. It's a many pages PDF that they can read as they're watching your videos. This is all online. And you have a special price for our listeners. Is that right? I do. So normally this sells for? 
Well, normally my digital course sells for $67. Okay, great. And our listeners can get it for? $37. $37. So yes. very generous. So we'll put details to that also in our show notes, just a link to your website of how to get that special. We love IEW. We love Christy Clover special to be able to help. I I, I am a a organizational fiend in that I would love to be more organized, but Aww. I kind of fake it. You know, people think I'm more organized than I actually am, which is really all you need to do, I suppose. <laughs> That's right. Um, you know, to get a lot done, to get more done. And Andrew, I think of the the lessons that you bring to students when you're teaching students about helping them become more organized because of how important that life skill is. You know, everything from organize, organizing ideas in writing to paper management which we often find is a challenge. And uh, I have to confess, though, uh, this reminds me of the rather humorous incident when we were moving from California to Oklahoma, and I was cleaning out my California office, just packing the necessities and dumping everything else, and you came in and looked in my trash can where you discovered Getting Organized. Getting Things Done. Oh, is that the book? Getting Things Done in my trash can. And you were, I guess, appalled. And I thought, well, who needs this book when I have people like you helping me? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I think we we all can improve. Are you likely to be at some conventions next summer? Yes, I am just ironing out the details to see which conventions I'm going to be going to next year. Yeah, well, I'd say anyone out there, if if you aren't planning to go to a homeschool conference, well, uh, reform yourself right now. That's <laughs> yes. a sin of omission. Uh, you determine to steal yourself and get to that state conference or, or convention in order to support other homeschoolers. And if you see Christy Clover on the menu, order that, devour that. Christy <laughs> Clover is is a tasty, tasty lecture to hear. Good. Thank you so much. So thank you, Christy, for joining us, for coming all the way from San Diego just to be here on our podcast, but also to be with our team so we have a chance to taste and experience a little bit of what you are doing for the homeschooling community, for moms in general, just to help us to become more organized. Thank you. You're so welcome. It was such a pleasure to be here. Thanks so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, you can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes or Stitcher, or just visit us each week at IEW.com podcast. Until then, on behalf of Andrew Poudois and the team at IEW, I thank you for the privilege of allowing us to partner with you on this educational journey toward better listening, speaking, reading, writing, and thinking.